Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Anupa Mystery. Welcome to Burnout, a podcast featuring short conversations about creative sustainability with working artists from Toronto and beyond. Some still don't know what to do. Some still don't know what to do. Some still don't know what to do. Dog a whole other intro written for this episode which was recorded over the holidays but we're now a couple weeks into self-isolation and I just wanted to tip you off to a new endeavor that Casey has underway and you might have heard of it it's called Club Quarantine a queer digital club space that Casey and some friends set up via Zoom How it works is you log in with the code and you get to see drag performances, DJ sets, and hundreds of people holed up in their apartments just like you and looking to have a good time. The first night I logged on, I danced so hard in my living room and got so sweaty that I needed to take a shower before bed. Even though we don't talk about it in this episode, even though we're three months ahead of the need for a club quarantine, it really fits in nicely with Casey's story. He's always finding something to do a solo musician, a prolific collaborator who has worked with a kind of ridiculous range of local artists across genres and a budding film score composer. While a neighbor banged away at Reno's blaring classic rock radio, Casey and I talked about his various musical projects, being a childhood pop music fan, and the pleasures of distracting yourself from your own work with billions of side projects. My name is Casey MQ, and I'm an artist producer, composer from Toronto. You might be the most name-checked artist on this podcast so far. Really? Well, because uh, I've had I've done episodes with Lisa. That's nice. And Zaki and Sidani. Yeah. All people who you've worked with. Yeah, that's true. That is true. And that's part of why I wanted to speak with you. Not cool. only because I, you know, I think you're very talented um, and, and interesting as a person, but because you've worked across so many of these projects. Mm-hmm that I've loved, like specifically um, The Secret Life of Planets yeah, and, yeah. and Insecurities and Being, Zaki and Lisa's records, like I think are amazing. Yeah, yeah me too. I think I like making a lot. Yeah. Like, I think I want to make a lot of work. Yeah. And so if something comes, like something happens in some way that I'm like, that I'm kind of feeling... I'll just want to be involved as much as I can kind mm-hmm. of thing. Lisa Conway wrote a song called oh, The Art of Staying Tough. Yeah. And it's on her record and she performs it live. It's her song. Yeah, totally, totally. But she wrote it for Casey. Yes. She wrote it for you. To, you... to sing and play the piano. What will you do once you found it? And they see who you really are. So it was kind of, yeah, I'd never done it before. 
because obviously I usually have come from like a place of like writing and then like an artist will, well, they'll perform it. But it was really cool to to do it like that. And it felt, I felt uh, honored and like touched that she really like liked my performance style, especially in like the piano voice kind of combo. Mm-hmm. I went to her studio at the time, which was like a couple hours outside of Toronto. Right. And I had been rehearsing it. And then we we just did like takes, like a bunch of different takes. And then that was the end of my job, actually. Like that was all I had to do. It was so nice. That must have been a really different experience. Very different because I still felt like I was able to bring myself to it. Naturally, it's going to be a performative piece. But it was just great to see her just like then take it away. I've worked with a lot of people and like I think I'm a kind of person who will just try and like see see what happens and know what I'm looking for now in a collaborator where it's exciting for me. Mm-hmm. With the Zaki thing, I think it's a nice thing to say that in Mayfield days, I went to HMV and like at Bramley City Center. Well, actually, this is the one time that I went to Toronto, Dundas oh. Square. Oh. When they had the HMV there. I think I was just, you know, like You know Rose used to work at that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the basement. I didn't know about Zaki at the time and they had like a Zaki CD. Like, you know when you could like just put the headphones on, listen. Yes. So I did that and I was a huge fan of Zaki. I had no idea I would be working with her 10 years later or whatever. Wow. Now I'm trying to focus that a little bit more. I'm in the middle of a a new album right now or like my first solo album, I guess. Mm. Growing up and making so much music and exploring has been super fulfilling. I think the thing about for me in collaboration is that I don't get hung up on details that much. Mm. I love I love thinking of ideas and being like, all right, cool, we got that. Like, next, anything can be good mm-hmm. if you, like, mm-hmm. give it love or mm-hmm. and, like, give it the attention or detail that you want. Do you believe that anything can be good? I've been thinking about that a lot. If you keep working that melody and really being, like, analyzing it and, like, exploring that melody, if you're for some reason hung up on it, you can, I think you can make something good out of it no matter what. I think in the past, I've been more like, it's not good. We need to make something else. We need to make something else. And now I'm okay with like saying like, I think this is good. I should stay there. Seeing different people work and like trusting their intuition on a certain small phrase Mm. and then being like, okay, this is what I really like. Like whatever, for whatever reason, this is the thing I need to make that work i just i liked making the next thing because i think i liked the feeling mm. of making something <laughs> if i get hung up on an idea well then i start criticizing and just like interrogating that idea a little bit mm-hmm. so what makes an idea a good idea to you like if i go to the piano or go to a key and i'll find a sound i think i get bored if i'm just noodling for too long so i'll want to like be like all right let's do that like and and the thing is is that there'll always be another thing tomorrow Mm -hmm. so i think you got your starter you can clarify uh, in a band called unbuttoned that's right does unbuttoned still exist technically or no 
in this moment in time, a button is not together. Mm-hmm. But we've always said that there may be another time that we, if it feels right, okay, to make something else. We really settled on four of us: myself, Camila, Alexei, and Miles. Okay. And um, so that was that was like that was my first band, like yeah, band, band. Like we were a band. You guys were a band. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there like, was we instruments were tight. involved. No, but like it was like very like. <laughs> It was, uh, and that was truly like that. We went through a huge learning curve in terms of what collaboration needs to be and how to work together and how to communicate. When did that start? When when did Unbutton start? Twenty ten. Oh wow. Twenty oh nine, maybe even. Two thousand and nine. Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting into twenty twenty now. Da, 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 da. I've never heard that one before. Twenty oh nine. I don't know. I've been saying that. <laughs> I don't know why I've been doing that. <laughs> with with unbuttoned, yeah, that was the that was true, like true exploration. We did a lot of just playing together, making a lot of ideas. In all that, I really cherish just like the, what we said earlier, like just make music to just make it actually not have a result not be result oriented we 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 were doing that a lot as a band just improvising and mm-hmm. eight years like that's you're gonna really create a huge connection but in that people will make develop and then also need to develop on their own alexei lives in barcelona is making beautiful music in doing a master's and, and then cami has tush and mm-hmm. that's a disco like it's at some point i think we just needed to 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 go and do our own thing mm-hmm. and that's why i think it'd be really cool at some point to come back together to see what to, it is. to make another album and be like well what's happened yeah since then very practiced as a musician mm-hmm. um and then you I mean, it's not unusual but then you have these influences like you know you post about like Katy perry and yeah yeah simple yeah, yeah, plan yeah, yeah, yeah. and i don't know i feel like everyone kind of goes to this regardless of what they're in where they're like no like well, now is, i yeah. must be into music yeah yes, <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely or like in your case like rejecting the classical yeah, stuff in yeah. favor of like the more like mm-hmm. I don't know, teen appropriate. Yeah, 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 yeah. I only in the last few years have come to say that I love Simple Plan and I love, uh, you know, Katy Perry. I think I liked them as a kid, really unabashedly. Mm-hmm. And I think now I'm like coming full circle and being like, no, all music is great. There's something about a song that is valid for somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, I never talk about how big of a Backstreet Boys fan I was. Why wouldn't I be? Like, I was a 
11, 12 year old when that was like it's, being yeah. aggressively marketed yes, to me. Exactly. And it was very well made yeah. and very stylized. Yes. And- Max Martin yes, exactly. was making yeah. that music. Like, obviously, it was a Backstreet yeah. Boys fan. Yeah, yeah. Me you too. Know? Me too. And Sync. Oh, I loved boy bands. Like, Which was your favorite? It's hard for me to say. I think I just loved NSYNC and Backstreet Boys a lot, but I'm not sure. Do you want to see something? Can I show yeah. you something? Yeah. <laughs> this is like... This is incredible. This is true. Like, true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm all of them. Anyways. <laughs> That's fucking amazing. Yeah, I've been going through that lately. Your archive? Yeah. Being yeah. a child of this era is yeah. <laughs> kind of amazing because you have that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's really nice to look at and it's really giving me a lot of inspiration for what I'm working on right now. And it's really giving me some understanding about like your past mm-hmm. and and why I make music. It's like for that, you know, like it's truly like, yeah, it's been like that. That's like immediate joy. Yeah, that's pure joy. Like <laughs> no one else needed to be there. Yeah. I was completely fulfilled. Um, So do you want to talk a little bit about your last EP, Nudes? Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, It came out on a Berlin label yes. called Cream Cake. Yes, that's right. I was I was looking in terms of like who I was as the artist, like who I was as an artist after unbuttoned these are the things that i like these are the things that i like and sort of like coming to a point where i started to see things intersect and come together in a way that like felt cohesive to me Mm -hmm. so i got to a point where i was making nudes this feels like me every moment in it is like thought through it like to the point where i'm like i'm happy with it from front to back kind of thing i've started to also really get into club music and that was a really exciting thing for me because I had never really listened to it as like the way that I listened to it at the time I don't know if I yeah did I answer the question not really but that's (laughs) fine we can we can work on it I mean like in one of the reviews someone called you a genre destroyer (laughs) that's cute it's cute I'm like this is a little I'm like I'm always like just say what you mean like right, what is genre right. gen- genre destroyer tells you what it's not right 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 you right, know right, right, so I'm right, like right, what right. is it yeah what is it <laughs> <laughs> nudes as a word is like the idea of sending nudes yeah is very personal and vulnerable and I'm very I'm like kind of scared of doing that so like so just like of sending nudes or of being personal no sending nudes like yeah for sure and i think that just like that idea was it's like it's sexy and it's and it feels also yeah very personal there is a sexiness to a lot of the music that you make that's nice like actually now that you say that word (laughs) right there is that's cool i'm glad for that in in all of the different contexts Mm. like art of saying tough has a sexiness to it that's cool that's cool in a way that like in a different way than like a Zaki song. Right, 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 right. Which is, I mean, like Zaki's music is sexy Absolutely. in general. Yes, yes, yes. Um, That's interesting. Did you yeah. ever think about that? No, definitely. I definitely had like moments where I like wanted to be, like I felt sexy in writing it. Yeah. In, in, in pursuing it and like being that, like it just, it just felt, it feels nice. It feels good. And I was, 
becoming less afraid of it as well. I love that being sexy and pursuing it. Yeah. I think that also comes from, from me, like in performance, I feel very stable on stage. Mm. Um, I, it's like, it's what I've been doing since I was eight. And it's like, um, so that knowing like the, the, the switch between live and studio and how it translates, that's something that I've, I've thought about as well. Where is it hard? Oh, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Um, in collaboration, it's not as hard mm. because you can put faith in someone's vision, especially if you're the if you're coming at it to support them. Mm-hmm. I think that's why it's it's easier to write and to just feel free because I know I'm like I'm like yeah like uh, supportive yeah supportive yeah, yeah being a supporting role. Um, and I love doing that. And then when it comes to my own stuff, it means to to embody the the like the thing. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to be taking it on. And so like sometimes I don't care. <laughs> and like those are the great times. And then there's other times where I'm like, I'll just let the idea of critique and the idea of what success will definitely get to me. And I think, like, in making so much different styles of music, it's also been a way of pushing back. Like, being like, I want to do this, and now I want to do this, and no one's going to tell me mm-hmm. no. So, where is the fear? Because you, I, oh, I feel gosh. Like you really say that. <laughs> <laughs> when do you get scared? It's, it's, it's right when I'm in the middle of making something. And I go through it like I went through it for nudes. I'm going through it now for my next thing. It's the moment where I've felt elated by everything that I've made and felt so fulfilled. And then sitting with it and sort of being like, is it, is it anything? Is it worth it? Will people, do people want to hear it? Does it matter? Like for this thing, I'm really like like utilizing or honing in on the fact that like where that video is coming from, where I can really like, if I get scared or fearful of something, I just know that like, this is something that I is so deeply connected to me. Am I still avoiding the question? No. Yeah. Okay. No. Okay. Yeah. I mean, in in fact, I think what you're answering is the, it's the same fear that <laughs> everyone yeah. goes absolutely, through and, and it manifests in different ways. For me, I think that fear manifests in not being able to start. Mm. Why does this matter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that's the same thing that yeah. everyone. I think that's the thing. I can always start. I can make a yeah. lot, but then to then, yeah, then to to sort of say like, this is it. This is this is what, what it is. That's where it sort of, it sits with me and I'm like, oh gosh, I don't want to be derivative. I don't want to be this. I don't want to, I just want to, I want to feel pure in what I'm making. And yeah.
I wondered because and only because I have this problem if because um, we should talk a little bit about the film stuff. Yeah, cool. Um, if if working on so many other things is it also a bit of a distraction. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it definitely it definitely probably is. Um, sometimes I think when it's when it's my own stuff, sometimes I feel like. Um, I want someone to be confident with me. Like, it's like having a team, you know, having a manager, but, but, but I have none of that. But when it comes time to say like, okay, yeah, it's time for me because no one else is saying like, what's going on with that? What's going on? It has to really come from me Mm -hmm. and that takes time. So you've done the scores for a bunch of like a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess maybe one of the more prominent films is Firecrackers yeah, yeah, yeah. by Jasmine Musafari. And there's another film that's coming out that you posted about called Pillars. That's just one to Sundance. Yeah. yeah it's a it's amazing. a short film. I feel like scores are having a moment. Right, now. right, 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 right. I think like, you know, people are really into the phantom thread. Okay. You know, people have been very into Nicholas Breitel's totally, work. Totally, totally, totally. And then you have like artists like Fatima Al Qadiri. She did Atlantic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was amazing. I loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Dev Hines did Queen and yep. Slim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm Uncut like, Gems is one actress point ever. It's have you seen? Did you see it? No, not yet. Yeah, okay, then you'll yeah, you'll know it. Me. Like having a career in the arts is very challenging. And throughout the years since high school, I've been trying to figure out a way to make money. Yeah. <laughs> and there's money in film. <laughs> There's totally money in film. <laughs> there's a there's an industry there. You yeah. know what I mean? And and there's support and 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 so to be able to create all the time and also have time for my own stuff and my own pursuits has been like that's been a really important uh thing. Cause like I used to do like a band that would be doing a tour and I'd play for them or or um or just like bar gigs, like just like the classic, mm. like being a musician and going and staying out until 3 a.m. playing Hey Jude at the end of the night for people who are drunk. Some musicians, that's like they love it and yeah. they should totally do that. I'm not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not one of them. And it wasn't fulfilling. Yeah. And a lot of it was like I was doing that like to make money and I was like, this is not it. And I would like not like music, you know. Yeah. But I would still do it because I needed, I wanted to work and I had a skill to play the keys and I could learn songs. But at some point, I saw the Canadian Film Center has that music residency. That changed. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, I like, I really like this. Like, film gives you the opportunity to, to, to be involved in a world and to, to explore a world and, and see all the things that you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're done. And yeah. you can then start another world and see what's going on there. So in that process of exploring those worlds, I've also then like understood like there's a vision. There's like, especially when the film is good and it's like everything is, you can feel it from the director mm-hmm. and the rest of the crew that there's something to streamline. Like I've really hold, held on to that now within my own music. Like if I'm making something, I really wanted to, I want to stream. I want it to be streamlined. I want to see a focus and a vision. And that's what's really helped with this next thing that's coming. Hmm. Um, 
I think about this interview I did a lot with the dream. Okay. Oh, you did an interview with the dream? His career is so fascinating. Oh my gosh, yeah, it is. This guy who writes these amazing songs for all of these other artists. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you see where I'm going. Totally, totally. I and, do. Yeah. Um, but like ha- puts out albums that are like cult classics. Mm-hmm. But I think, I mean, you get the sense he wants to be bigger than he is. Mm-hmm. And you're very young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're doing very well for yourself. But I wonder if you think about that, that, that kind of proximity to other people's success the thing is is that i don't necessarily have like an expectation of who i'm supposed to be Mm. in the world (laughs) like i really i really don't i just know that i need to be making things Mm -hmm. and i think i've realized the kind of person i am is a very committed person Um, what's your sign sagittarius (gasps) You're Sagittarius? It's our season. What day? December 5th. I'm the 4th. Um, I've said this a couple times to different friends and stuff like that, and it's a little bit cheesy, but I love music. And in love of something, it's not going to be perfect. And you are going to have times where you really do not like because it can't be nothing can be just good you know it has to you have to have moments of 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 it being frustrating and like why doesn't it give me more and why doesn't it give me less or whatever you think that you should have in it what do you do on the days when it's not working sometimes i still do it okay sometimes i just make something and i'll be like this could be shit like fuck this i'm making it but i'll feel dejected i'm learning about practice yeah because like the thing that i like ideally look for in that practice is that at some point when it's real good it'll be really good because of all those other times Mm -hmm. that it was kind of a waste of time. You know, what I wrote down here, and I don't know if this is actually the question, is, you know, how you might consider the privileges you do have. Yeah, yeah. Being oh, a white absolutely. guy, being classically trained, yeah. in air quotes, and whatever that means. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, how, that, how that plays into your ability to kind of operate at the level that you're at. The th- yeah. I, I've, I think about that like regularly and I my parents were able to give me lessons mm-hmm. I was able to be my dad was a photographer and so he, he sort of it's the kind of thing where where they uh, like allowed me to sort of say like you don't need to go to university you can just work on music mm-hmm. you can just per- focus on that and they, and thankfully, they were also very telling me all the time that like, but you can't sustain it if you're not disciplined and hardworking. And this was something that they really right. said to me. But the fact is that they could say that to me. You know what I mean? Like, I just sort of know that that's coming from a place of like this sort of upbringing that I've like benefited from. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I'm thinking about other things to say, but it's okay. It's a hard. We one, could talk right? through more. I'm actually, it's really nice. Well, you know, I just, I mean, it. it I, it, I don't really know what I'm looking for. I mm-hmm. think it's just always important to ask. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, because it's not just okay to ask and to, um. To ask someone like Sidani, like, how are you under-resourced, you know? Right, 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 right. right. Um, we hear that story so yeah, often. Absolutely. I guess I don't see a lot of white artists working with the kinds of artists that you've worked with. Maybe mm. that's where I'm getting to. Yeah. And I don't know why that is. I mean, also, sometimes there just doesn't have to be a reason. So maybe the question is, what do you see that could change? What I wish for is that 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 people would, you know, try try working together. There is a a fear, like, and it, it's valid too. Like, you don't, you never know, like, who you're working with or who you're gonna make music with, and that's and like, who you're, yeah. So, like, that can kind of just be, like, terrifying in itself. I think, like, humbleness and and and, and just looking around a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a sense of openness that people are probably fearful of. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's mostly what it is. And I'm not sure. I don't think. Obviously, that's not everybody in the Toronto community, no. but yeah. And it's hard to even like, it's hard to even think about it. This, the, like the idea of a Toronto community. I've thought about like, um, like this, the scenes and the, in the sort of like closed offness that is so apparent in Toronto. Uh, I think it's, it's like, it's so there and people for like whatever reason, don't don't want to try to open that up but there are reasons and it makes sometimes they're super valid too Mm -hmm. because uh it's something that people cherish especially art and it's something that they hold on to Mm -hmm. um but it can be cool to also not feel so uh not have such a huge like weight on it yeah there can be a chance for for something new something even yeah greater or whatever what does your idea of success look look like like today yeah what does it look like today i've gone through different iterations of what i'm constantly working through it um and at times it's been like okay i need to be able to do a tour and be have a team and da 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 and those and those expectations and but along the way while that sort of like sometimes hangs at the back of my head what really feels successful is being able to sustain a a thing that I love doing I don't I don't I'm not always thinking about like why and what and like most of the days I'm just doing it because like that's like what i'm doing and it feels good today 
And then the days that it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, so, so when I'm thinking about success, it's like, it comes up, it's a bit, it's a bit frivolous. It's just sometimes like, it's just like such a thing that I feel is better to not, to try and avoid, you know? You can find burnout all over the internet. Follow the show. It's available on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. And while you're there, leave a rating and a review. It really helps people find the show. You can find burnout on Instagram at burnout pod. And if you'd like to read more about my journey to understanding how to stay creative, subscribe to my newsletter. It's at anupa.substack.com. That's A-N-U-P-A The theme song for Burnout is by Lal. It's called Dark Beings and original music provided by Jamal Padmore. Thanks so much for listening and take good care. This episode of Burnout is supported by Factor and Canada's private radio broadcasters. For more information, visit factor.ca and find out how you can fund your next music-related project. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.